Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things and also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories and crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile and let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Well, hello and welcome to another episode. Hello, how are you? Which I think it says welcome to another episode in our intro, but we just like to double welcome you. I recently listened to our intro. Well, actually listened to it. I haven't listened to one of our episodes in a long time and I recently did. And I was like, oh yeah, remember when we did that intro? (laughs) Like an old intro? It's our normal intro that we've had. I just forgot about it because I haven't been listening to our own episodes to make sure... (laughs) <laughs> to check in on how we sound. Isn't that interesting? Like we do this thing and, and then people will listen and comment and I'm like, what? When did I mm. say that? Mm-hmm. I should probably go back and listen to what we say. Well, I did recently tell someone, I don't always remember what I say. Yeah. Well, Alexandra, welcome to another episode. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm so honored. How are you? I'm so honored to have such an amazing guest on our show today. Oh, yeah? You. Oh, no, yeah. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. have anybody else lined up today. Oh, I mean, I have been told I'm a natural. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Not kidding. I mean, yeah. I, I have had several people that where I've been on their podcast and they're like, you're a natural. And I'm like, thanks. What's so funny about what just happened is both Alexandra and I put our fingers up in the air at the same time to make a point. And that is because we are sisters and have similar behavior. But I don't know why we haven't talked about it. But Alexandra really has had the opportunity to guest speak on a bunch of different podcasts. And that is amazing. Thanks. It's actually been a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Have a few more, more than a few more coming through still. So it's a very exciting adventure for me. I love it. And so what is the basis? Like when people reach out to you or you get invited to speak on podcasts, um, is there like one theme? Is it a similar message? What are you talking about? It's usually related to the book. And then, what book is that, Alexandra? Mm, it's called The Suicide Club, What to Do When Someone You Love Chooses Death. Mm. I yeah. heard it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. <sighs> it is. Yeah. And I heard that they really liked the the art. Yeah. book art too. I love when people comment on the book cover because I actually designed it. I didn't physically design it, but I did tell the art designer what I wanted and she created it and it was all me. That's probably the most arrogant thing I'll probably say. It makes me feel weird to even, to even say, I did that. But I do love it when people look at it and go, you had a hand in designing the cover of your book, which mm-hmm. is available on Amazon, um, should anyone want to mm-hmm. go and buy The Suicide Club, written by Alexandra Wyman. Mm-hmm. It's a really awesome read. Anyway, that has opened a lot of doors for speaking engagements for you. And so I just think that is super awesome. And we haven't lifted that up in a really long time. Oh, well, thank you. I Again, I really enjoy it. I've met some really amazing people who want to partner in the future. And I am looking forward to those opportunities. Awesome sauce. I did kind of have to call myself out on something. Oh, do do tell. Yeah. Well, as you all know, recently, Anna had to correct something that she had said on the podcast in regards to grammar. Yeah, I forget what that was. See, I should go back and The dangling participle. Oh, yeah. Dangling Mm -hmm. participle. Yeah. What did I call it? I don't remember. Who knows? 
I try to explain to people that my memory really is like physically impacted and my therapist, multiple therapists have. Ah, it was an article. That's what uh-huh. it was. I said it there was a go. participle and it was an article. Yeah, totally. Yep. We, we got there. I'm glad you remembered mm-hmm. um, because I, I've had multiple therapists who have had to gently let me know that I may never get my memory fully back. And that's that's hard for me. It's scary. But recently I, as in the last episode, I may have brought up a conversation I had with someone in regards to my vernacular and vocabulary. And it turned out that the individual who I had that conversation with was became a listener. So thank you very much for listening. And <laughs> it's just laughing at me right now. This is so hard for me to correct this. I don't even know why I'm like sweating a little bit. Y'all, just she's not even, squirming I in her seat. so squirmy. I have no problems being it. So essentially it was my bad. Okay. Because, and I, and I will say this, um, I did not mean to offend. I did not mean to question the, the validity of who this person hangs out with. I simply was saying it was an interesting compliment to have someone comment and compliment my vocabulary was what I was trying to get to. And I fumbled through it. And so I just had to apologize for the fact that I was calling into question who this person hangs out with um, because they hang out with actually some very well-educated people and who use big words. Well, I just think the fact that we're having this conversation is so funny. So you know that it's going to be listened to. And and Alexandra and I are having that conversation. Like, are we going to be curtailing conversations because of people we know that are now listening to our episodes? And the answer is no. Like, we're not going to... She just had asked me about censoring stuff. And I said, not censoring. Just maybe we're, <laughs> I'll be mindful. We're not going to censor conversations. No. And yes, we can be mindful. And there are some topics that are going that are taboo that we're not going to go. Private lives still get to be private as they always have. I just think it's really interesting that you're so squirmy and apologetic to, I, I mean, I don't know this person, but so apologetic about being complimented on the fact that you're no, no. smart no, no, I'm not apologizing for the compliment. I'm saying I could have talked about it on podcasts differently. So I don't have a, I, I can thank you. Like, thank you for talking about my, I actually was relaying this story to someone else. And, and she was like, you do have very good vocabulary. And I enjoy talking to you because of that. I thought, okay, this is amazing. So thank you. I could have hand. I think the way I brought it up in a way that looked like I was critiquing or judging someone for who they hang out with is the part that I do apologize for because I wouldn't want to be judged for that either. That is so kind and thoughtful of you. And no, we weren't meaning any harm in no. any way, shape, or form. And Bring we on the compliments. We Come weren't on. meaning to offend. And and yes, I think it when you try and relate something. So someone complimented you on the fact that you have a nice vocabulary. You could have just taken that as a compliment. And then you were like, who are you hanging around with? Right? It was more of a joke. Who are you hanging around with that like you think it's so great that I ha- am well-read and smart and have a great vocabulary? And then I was thinking, again, not to offend anyone, but is, is that like, I mean, 
maybe we are so sensitive anymore that, that when someone points out we're smart, it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. And I am just saying that. No, I did not find it as a backhanded compliment. I know you didn't. Oh, okay. But it could be taken as a backhanded compliment when someone is, if someone, and I'm not saying this person did, but if someone were to come across as like so shocked, like, wow, like you've talked about that before when people are like, oh, you can write. Like it's shocking to them that you write well mm -hmm. or it's shocking to I people. I have shocked a lot of people with that one. That you read books or that you can speak well and are articulate and are, you know, a professional and are successful. Those things, I think when it starts to go down that line and, and it just seems like less of a compliment and, and, um, and more of like a, huh, well, thanks for pointing that out. I don't think it goes to that direction, honestly. Um, from my perspective, because what I what I think happens is that often when you are surrounded in your own environment or you are around people who are successful or you are around people who are well read or like our book club, we talk about that. You t you forget sometimes or take for granted that sometimes people don't necessarily enjoy like I have friends who don't like reading. They don't. So when they're around people, the conversation is going to go in a different direction because they don't enjoy that. So. I didn't, I didn't take it as a backhanded compliment at all or anything like that. I think it was more just me being squeamish about being like complimented in general. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, you guys. That is true, you guys. She's like so squirmish in her chair right now. Just, well, I'm trying to, to delineate. Like it was not the compliment that I'm apologizing for because I think that was very kind. I'm apologizing for the fact that I came, like that I was judgy. I'm not saying I came off judgy. I was judgy about it and that's not fair to to someone and that doesn't mean we have to censor or change anything we're going to have conversations i'm a big proponent of like oh i could have done that differently not the shoulds but i could have probably done that differently so i just wanted to call myself out and say i could have done that differently we are lifelong learners and ever growing and ever wanting to be better and so i can certainly respect that and i respect the fact that you brought it to the podcast that is going to be public um where 99.9% .9 of the listeners out there have no freaking clue what we're talking about. And the one person who does, no, no, you're going to hear from. It's from last week's, last week's episode, y'all. Last week's episode. Just correcting myself. Correcting myself. We value that. We honor that. Can I jump boxes and move on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you, she's like done. I'm kind of done. Well, I said, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I said, I said, I said with, with all due respect. respect. Okay, move on. <laughs> I said. Okay. I have some really hilarious things that have happened recently to me. And I just felt if there's no other place to talk about it than, than on this show. First, what I'm going to say is I have a thing about feet. She on loves them. No. Nope. My kids' feet, buddy's feet, love them. Love them. And those are the only feet that I love. And Anna knows this because we have been places, especially in summer where you're wearing like flip-flops or you're hanging out in the backyard barefoot. I do not, I'm not a big fan of like feet touching my legs. I just don't, I don't like it. So anyway, I work with children and this week I was working with one of my kiddos and he happens to be highly impacted by autism. And so I'm working really hard to build rapport. He's a new kiddo for me to work with. And so I, I have little games or activities that I bring with me to work with my kiddos. And one of them happens to be that there are, they're called toggle beads. I know I'm, I'm not going to get nerd out too much, but there are these beads that you put together, you, and then you take them apart and it helps with hand strength. And I have a little bag 
that has the beads in them. And I'm, t I'm there's a reason why I'm like setting up the scene. So I'm sitting on the floor and this kiddo has responded really well to wanting to engage with me if I have these beads. And then I'm watching him and he's getting really into it and he's doing stuff. And I watch as his one foot just starts like moving across the floor. And it, and I just watch as his little toes, he's four and a half, I should say. I should probably give like an age for that. I watch as his little toes like wrap around the edge of the bag that holds the beads. And then his foot keeps going and is like right on top of my knee, like push up against my knee and his little toes are like going up and down, kind of massaging my knee. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, right? He's four and a half, you guys, I know. Okay, don't judge too harshly. I have a thing about feet. Like Anna can verify, like not even family. I don't like it if her her bare feet touch me. Like I just which why would they ever? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Right? We're not like in no, um, but like even my, I mean, like in like, sense and sensibility. <laughs> your feet are cold. We joke about that all the time, but that we just that's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. So like if someone steps on my foot, whatever in the summer, I'm like oh, okay. But yeah, it just it's just a thing. Okay, I know it's a weird thing. But anyway, I got so uncomfortable with this four and a half year old watching his toes like like it was almost like octopus tentacles while he's like trying to, to manipulate this bag full of beads and then partially touching my knee and my leg. And I was like, oh, when is this? Right. I could have moved. OK, I, I totally I finally like shifted my leg back a little bit. But he just, you know, he just had to have his foot up against the bead bag. You were probably frozen with terror. I was, what that was a little bit like, what is that? Like, it's a, it's a, I am trying to build rapport with this kid because he does not build rapport easily. And also your foot and your toes are caressing my bead bag. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Um, how did you escape the situation? Uh, time was up and I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> shucks the timer went off good job kid i'm gonna go now awkwardly put this in my car yes i'm so proud of you and now i have to go find a dad joke about feet oh yes please do so i actually have quite a few stories about kids this week so buddy is in a gym class and i love this gym class it's been great and one of the things i'll say i am not good about doing is putting his name into whether it's his clothes or on water bottles. I'm, I'm trying to get better about doing that. So at gym class, though, they have these little stickers on the mat and you put your water bottle on that and that's your spot, right? So they're running around, they're doing their thing. And until he's four, I'm in class with him. So I'm kind of monitoring there to help him with all the different exercises. So one of the exercises ends and I look over and there's a mom who has two kids in the same class and she brings Nanny to help help facilitate. And I turn around and her son has grabbed Buddy's water bottle and is just chugging down that water. And I, I just talk about fight or flight, freezer. What's the other one? There's a fourth one now. Anyway, I'm looking at him and Buddy, of course, goes, I want my water. And I let her know. I said, oh, I think that's Buddy's water. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, takes it, gets her kid his water bottle. I am now like 20 feet from the little gate to get out of the area, the gym area, to go wash the top of the water bottle. So in post-COVID times, I'm also thinking, how do you do this again without offending? Like my kid just had ear infection. I'm really trying to keep us healthy. There's a mom on the other side of me who she just awkwardly 
goes, um, okay, germs, today's a germy day. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yes, yes. So I basically, at that point, t- try telling Buddy, like, you can't have water. And he starts crying. And I go, okay, fine. So I open it. And there's a reason why I'm, like, prefacing this. So I give him a little bit of water, but now he has to sip it like it's a normal cup. And he can do that just fine. But I'm trying not to make a scene of this and also walk out visibly to go wash the water bottle because he keeps asking why he can't drink the water bottle like everybody else. Not even two minutes later after that, but he's doing another activity and he gets so excited that he goes over to the mom who's been on the other side of me talking about the germs. He goes over to that woman's child gives him a massive hug and then gives him the biggest smooch ever. And I must have had the most shocking face. Like I just sat there going, mouth gaping, mouth gaping, going, did that just happen? Did that really? He's such a loving kid. He is a loving kid. So I look over to that mom and I just go, I'm so sorry. And she goes, it's all right. It's germs. It's the germy day. And her kid pushed Buddy back and was saying, you know, no. And so I had a talk with Buddy and I said, you know, you got to honor personal space. Like I get you were excited and you really wanted to hug your friend, but no, we have to ask for hugs. Well, now I'm, now I'm, I'm thinking, how do I, how do I navigate this in our next class? And he's been super silly. Anyway, it was just one of those things where I walked out of there almost stunned going, I don't even know how to manage either of those situations. I have no clue. Well, even if you were to write his name on the water bottle, they can't read. They're so little. They don't know how to read yet. And so he'd be like, buddy, Billy, my name's Billy. That looks like Billy. That's my water bottle and would probably drink out of it anyway. Totally. That's going to happen. I'm sure it happens at school and I don't know about it. <laughs> I, Better when you ignorance right? is bliss. Yeah. I just don't know in the moment. My inclination was I wanted to get up, run to the bathroom and clean it off and bring it back to him. But I did not want, for whatever reason, the people pleaser in me was coming out. And I thought, I don't want to offend this mom. Right? Well, and her kids are tough. They're like, it's tough. So I I was just thinking, I don't want to offend her. Um, But then I was also, I almost, okay, you guys, I've been watching Monk. And there was a part of me initially that wanted to be like, wipe. Anybody have a wipe? So I could like hand the mom that my kid hugged and kissed and be like, here you go. And then have my own wife for the what? I mean, it's gonna happen. But it was, it was you know, new beginnings for this for this mama trying to navigate some of this stuff. And the fact that you're watching that show again makes your comment in the car earlier make 100% sense. And that is, Alexandra and I were talking, and then I got so distracted by um, she has a cross hanging from the um, rearview mirror, and I was fixing the chain. Right, like we were having conversation in mid sentence. I start fixing the chain, and she's like, "All right, monk." <laughs> it was like, what? Yes. So we know about my onotism. This is not a new she thing. She touched it with her pointer fingers. You barely touched it. Like, dink. Well, that's because I had fixed the chain. And then when you and I were talking and wherever we were at the light, I noticed it went right back to where it was before I had fixed it. And I guess I was like, well, it just, that's fixed. That where it is right now is fixed. That's where it wants to be. And that's where it shall be. And I was like, oh, she called me monk. Don't touch my cross. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian um I okay so I oh my god that goes with like don't don't eat my burrito 
Don't eat my burrito. Yeah, that happened the other day when you bought dinner for me. Like oh I was running God. from volleyball to book club and you offered to pick me up something for dinner. And I was like, yes, please, because I have zero time to stop and get dinner for myself. And then um, Alexandra, when I got here, she was putting Buddy to bed and um, I opened the refrigerator and there was this beautiful burrito in the refrigerator and it said breakfast burrito now mind you this is for dinner and I was like breakfast burrito and then I was like I don't know if that's the burrito that she meant to get for me because that's the kind of burrito we get when we go skiing and we pick up those burritos and microwave them in the morning before we go skiing but I was like I don't see another burrito around here and so I ate it and then she did book club happened and I was like I hope that was the burrito that was meant for me and it it was was. yeah it was don't eat my burrito. Don't eat my burrito. Um, I have one more kid story. This cracks Ooh, me. Up. Tell yeah. me. I know. I told you some very interesting things have happened this week. I also happen to work with two high schoolers together um, in my job as an occupational therapist. Love these girls. And um, they are, they crack me up. They're best friends. They do a lot of events together. They're in the same class together in high school. And but I'm also noticing a lot more of the teenage, teenage tude. I don't know. What do you call that? The teenitude. It comes out sometimes and I, it cracks me up. And depending on the day, if I'm like, if I'm super tired, it's harder for me to tolerate some of the tude. But one of them, um, she's very possessive over her backpack and her phone. And I have to have a talk with her almost every time I see them please put your phone away. You don't need, like, I've been in touch with your parents. They know what time to come pick you up. You don't have to worry about it. Go ahead and and put that away. Sounds like a teenager to right. me. Right. Oh, she, the other day she goes, oh, Alexandra. <laughs> I just started laughing hysterically. And I, I went, yes. And you need to still do what I'm asking you to do. Um, so I, I get a lot of the tude and it cracks me up. But the two uh, girls, what I'll do is we work a lot on social dialoguing. And I said, okay, I'm going to walk away. You guys know, I know you're around each other all the time. Well, the other girl, not the one with the possessive backpack or phone, went to go sit down at the table to start talking to her best friend. And she happened to, her leg swiped the backpack. And without skipping a beat, the other one looks up and goes, don't touch my backpack. And I lost it in the kitchen they couldn't figure out what was going on with me I lost it and so the other, she picks up her backpack she moves it over to the other side she puts it down she goes there <laughs> and I just it really cracked me up don't touch my backpack so now I feel like I want to find I want to create another scenario where I can say that to someone anyhow it was really funny Anna it's is really not cute. laughing she's not <laughs> laughing at all I feel like I wish I had been there I wish it's I probably one of those that you could that. have been there. Um, but I'm just, you know, if you're imagining two girls who do have disabilities who are sitting there trying to have a conversation, that's usually just one or two words back and forth. And then one just pops out with don't touch my backpack. Very serious. Very serious. I'm imagining these girls and I think it would be quite funny. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. 
or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. My sixth graders were out of school this week because they were up at Outdoor Lab, which is this whole outdoor living experience. And they go up to do two separate sites and it's super fun. And I didn't get up. I didn't get up to go see them this week. It just wasn't in the cards for me to leave work and go. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next year. I think it's going to be in the cards for me. You but do like going to Outdoor Lab. I do. When I get to go, I do like it. And it just... I don't always do. get to, but when I do... <laughs> then I do archery and go on hikes and smell nature. It's so fun. So yeah, I don't always get to... Oh, that came up during book club too. That's so funny. Anyway, so... While you were talking, I was like, teen spirit. Smells like teen spirit? Teenage angst? Like, is that what we all call it anymore? Smells like teen spirit. Oh, I work on that with them. Hygiene. <laughs> I, <laughs> Make I sure. was like, I work in a middle school and it smells like teen spirit all the time. Like, we have... Do they do that still? Um, they still do, but more often they don't do anything, which is then oh. when we have to have conversations with them about hygiene and um, hormones. Do you still give out the little hygiene packets? Yeah, I have a basket on my table in my office with toothbrushes and toothpaste and little deodorants, which is great for when I forget to put deodorant on in the morning. And I know there's going to be some in my office, but we had a Valentine's Day social. I know we talked about Valentine's Day last episode, but we had a social at my school last week and, um, I was in the cafeteria doing food duty, so I got to monitor the snacks. One salty, one sugary, then you can come back for more. Nope, we're all out of water. You're going to have to use the warm water fountain. Sorry. Anyway, and it smelled so bad in there. Like, I had to leave to go to volleyball practice after that. And God, I was like, I think it's on me. I think it's just lingering. That smell is lingering on me. But that's not the story I started. I was going to start off by sharing. Um, I was going to say this week, the, I think the biggest drama thing was during that social or at some time for that social, one student lent a dress to the other student. And um, they became a big conflict this week and that the student who lent the dress decided they got in a fight and the student decided she wanted her dress back. And then the other student um, who borrowed the dress told her that her dog ate the dress. And, <laughs> and one more time. <laughs> so she told her that, that her dog ate she the dress. She can't give the dress back because her dog ate it? Yeah, we've got, the, we're working with that kid. Anyway, um, so the biggest. That was a homework thing, but man. <laughs> uh-huh. So the biggest thing I had to deal with was like talking to the girls separately and being like, do you have the dress? The dog didn't eat it. Your dog's okay. Didn't have to go to the vet like you told someone yesterday. Okay, can you bring the dress back for me? Yes. Okay, great. I expect it in my office in the morning. Just bring, just bring the dress back. Do we need to have like a restorative conversation with you and the other person? You don't want to do that? Okay, great. We're not going to do that. Do you ever write down the ridiculous conversations you, uh, you have to have at work? No, but I think, um, and I don't always want to document them here in this space either. No, no. I mean, <laughs> like you could literally write. Yes. You've talked about writing different books yes. for years, uh -huh. but you could literally do where it's just two pages and each two pages is just a ridiculous conversation that you've had. Like, I kind of like that's that idea. Hygiene or yeah. 
I mean, when you're talking about deodorant, it just reminds me that when I work with these girls and their parents will ask me to work on hygiene and I go, okay, your armpit is Colorado. We're not going to Kansas. We're not going to Utah. I need you to stick right in Colorado. (laughs) Like, how can I be creative to tell you how to put your deodorant on? I was asked recently, you guys know that I sit on the board, the state board for school counselors, and I was asked recently if I would submit a little blurb about what school counselors do because (laughs) there's a a legislator who wants to train up the new legislators on school counseling since there there's there's a lot in terms of education bills and things that happen on the hill with regard to education and we just want to make sure that when bills are being passed that school counselors are in someone's mind or, you know, that we're not just an afterthought, um, but that we're also being considered in the work that we do. So I had to write, well, I didn't have to, but I offered to write a, a blurb and it ended up like the, the paragraph that I wrote about all the things we do and all the things that come across our desks and all the things that kids are dealing with. I'm not trying to get all serious here, but man, it was like one big long paragraph of holy trauma yes just like all the things and I was like well this weekend this person's house caught on fire this person's brother went to jail this person's sister was diagnosed with cancer this person's dad is on life support and this is just in two days of like talking with I don't know how you do it I don't we talk about the self-care thing I don't don't know how you do it like I think there's a special breed of people to do middle school anything but there's definitely a special breed of people to do middle school counseling and I think of you know schedules and that kind of stuff the mundane stuff of let's prep you for high school and college but when you come back with stories or I ask you how your week is and you share a little bit more of the more serious stuff I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm going, oh, I feel I feel like I need to go wash away some of this because I can't believe these kids are are dealing with so much, so much for so young. And it, and again, people have been doing that for generations. It's not like it's something new. I think it it's just amazing what kids have to, to, to handle and then not have resources for how to work through it is, is where I get like fired up about it. Amen. 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 100%. And this morning I got to go to an expo. Uh, the district put on a diversity and equity expo and it was super rad. Um, we had a keynote speaker who's an associate Dean and full professor at DU at university of Denver. Um, and her keynote kicked ass. And then, um, well before that there was a student mariachi band that oh played like that is what? like based out of this elementary school so stinking cute and then this keynote was really rad and then after that they had a high school student panel and the things that the kids were saying you know the biggest takeaway that I got from their speaking and they had like a ton of really awesome things to say the biggest thing they were asking for were, space to be, to belong, um, and just to, to be themselves. So they needed space, a safe space, and they needed safe people. And Hey, those are my four S's, right? I know. To feel safe, soothed, seen, and oh no, come on. Safe, soothed, seen, and mm-hmm. soothed. No. Safe, soothed, seen, Dagnabbit. No, that's what it reminds me of Dodgeball. (laughs) They're like, what does he say? The four D's. And he's like, 
duck, dodge, dip, and dodger. I don't know. You guys, I'm saying it completely wrong, but he repeats one. Oh, I'm, I'm like so embarrassed that I don't remember what the four S's are because I literally talk about this all the time. Literally. Seen, safe, soothed. Uh-huh. I know. And secure mm-hmm. is just a Secure. Same. Well, thank sec- you. I think secure is the same thing as safe. It's so. not. Mm-mm. Oh, no, tell it's me. Not. Well, not not right. We can get into that another time. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> you like inadvertently. Well, that's what I wasn't gonna you say. You inadvertently say secure and it ends up working well, just fine. It was in my head, but then I'm like, no, secure is safe. Safe is secure. Safe. No, because you can be secure. You can feel safe in your environment, but not secure in who you are. Oh, yeah. Touche. But yes, essentially, these kids were spouting language that fell right in line with what you are preaching and teaching people about attachment and healing and feeling seen. And so they were like, we just want people who are safe people to be around that we can talk to and be ourselves and like, please honor us and our culture and our background and where we come from. And please don't bleach white out everything and oh, with all your approaches. Oh, it Is was, that, it was good. Okay. I know you, what's the name of that ginormous 600 page book that you read that you told me I should read. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. What was it? Uh-huh. Okay. You guys will find the link for that book and, and link it in our show notes since we can't remember. I did have we one. We probably did before, but I'll do it again. It was yeah. that book that I read. Yeah, yes. last year. Mm-hmm. So I had one more hilarious story for you guys. Well, I think it's hilarious. Apparently, I I didn't do so well on that last kid story. I am trying to be a better dog mom. Y'all know I have a dog. I got this dog for security purposes, and she's probably the worst security dog um she's very protective of her buddy but she's not she I doesn't mean, bark at all no I don't, I don't mind that she doesn't bark yeah. she has barked once when someone she could see my upstairs is open because i have a loft so my upstairs is open and buddy was in the bath and a dog was peeing in the yard and she immediately started barking and then got herself between the bathroom and the banister towards you know, it was so far away where this dog was, but you know, she had to protect. So she's not, she's not the brightest. Taking her for walks is one of the most frustrating and funniest things ever. She cannot walk in a straight line. She has no idea what direction we're going in. She, she can do patterns and remember like routines and habits and that sort of thing, which is what dogs do. But if I ever try and shift her in a different direction, she does not do well. If the leash gets stuck under her legs at all it's she stops she doesn't know how to to go anywhere if the leash is like tucked under one of her legs anyway I love her dearly I love her dearly and recently I have allowed her to come on the bed and sleep at night with me and that has been a good bonding experience for us but I ended up having a very more intense work meeting than I was intending and it just zapped all of my energy I mean I got off that call and I just could not I I felt like I went actually kind of about a year backwards as far as my tolerance and endurance and capacity, which kind of shocked me for a moment. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. So I get my honey is her name. She, her name's allowed on the podcast. <laughs> Buddy, buddies isn't, but honey's is, um, which I was informed that I slipped one time and let Buddy's real name out. So <gasps> I know, I know we didn't edit it out. Apparently we missed it and did not let Dag our, I know, I know. Now so, y'all don't go back and try and listen for it. Right. I so <laughs> anyway, so I decide just just the dog and I are gonna go for a walk. 
And I open the door to my garage and she bounds out of the garage and I click the button to open the garage. This is how smart my dog is. She ran full force into the garage door. No, poor thing. It was like she concussed herself on the garage door. I know that's not funny, but it was hilarious because my garage door just stopped, right? Because it had an impact. There was an impact to the door. And then she came back and she doesn't walk straight anyway, but she came back zigzagging toward me. And I went, did you just run into the door? I mean, normally she'll try and go for the car first before she realizes that she gets to actually go for a walk. But I just, I was stunned. Like, I think she stunned herself. And then I was stunned and went, my dog just ran into the garage door. (laughs) She's not the sharpest tool in the shed. She isn't. She's not the brightest star in the sky. There you go. Keep going. She's not the smartest kid in the class. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I literally just had to stop for a moment and go, hold on. I have to put this into my notes. <laughs> and, then I, and then I said, now we can go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. My dog ran into the garage door. Oh boy. I will say Alexandra and I probably are known among our closer circles about that kind of behavior where um, we'll be in the middle of a conversation and something funny will happen or we'll say something really funny or it'll spark a memory about something else and then we'll have to be like hold on just a second I have to put that in my phone for a podcast gotta yeah. save that that's a podcaster there's been um some some good stuff recently some good stuff recently I wanted to ask your thoughts um we are now past the Super Bowl uh-huh remember that forever ago <laughs> yeah my thoughts on the game well I don't know yeah we haven't really talked about it halftime show the game we left we watched buddy and i watched with some family and then had to leave before the end of the game um after halftime show so yeah what'd you think i mean it was close yeah so i watched the first half of the game as did you (laughs) because i was there with you when that was happening and then we got distracted during halftime because we were working actually on a podcast project So I wasn't 100% paying attention to the halftime show. We did stop for a minute when Rihanna came out. And I was like, that's so impressive. She's on those hanging things high up there. And then I don't remember if we actually had conversation or if it was just going on in my head, wondering if she was pregnant. And then when we (sighs) all found out afterwards that, yes, indeed, she was, I was like, well, wouldn't you maybe have said something before the show so that there wouldn't be so much time small? So that because there were so many people speculating during the entire show instead of actually watching it and enjoying it for what it was. That's fair. That's they fair. like were judging her for it. And so wouldn't you just want to say something beforehand? Like, yes, I'm pregnant and here we go. Although she probably would have caught flack for that too. Like, what are you doing up high on those hanging things while you're pregnant? I don't think there was any way she could have won in that situation. It's probably and true. I, what I, you was, were saying. I was kind of ticked off. I mean, yes. I don't know that anyone we were around were saying anything in regards to how she was looking. No. I was getting frustrated. And after we read More Than a Body, we can link that book below. That was a while ago. I think because it was interesting to me that her body image is what became almost under attack or became under a magnifying glass versus her talent, the fact that she came out of retirement from music to perform, 
the fact like she had had an interview where she talked about she wanted to do this for immigrants, for women, for women entrepreneurs. I mean, there were so many other really cool things that she was doing the halftime show for. People were criticizing criticizing her for lip syncing. They were criticizing her for how she looks. And I have to appreciate that one of the commentaries I heard on the radio, someone said, you know, we're all just ripping her apart because we're jealous. And I appreciated that because so often people will ignore that part of themselves feeling jealous about another person or envious that someone has something that they don't have and will use it to just rip another person down where I'm like, that's phenomenal. I will say I didn't, I, I didn't find it as engaging as I have other halftime shows, but she is still a pretty cool performer. And I do, I do enjoy, I mean, Umbrella is a song that just, that was college for me. So it brings back a little bit for me. She's a phenomenal performer. She's a phenomenal human and she's accomplished a lot and done a lot for herself. And there's a, a lot to be celebrated about her. I was listening to the radio over the next couple of days after the Super Bowl and listening to all the commentaries on across radio shows, um, hearing what different people thought about the show and their opinions. And again, neither here nor there. Um, I probably am right in the middle. So I agree with the people. I was like, yep, it was, oh, it was okay. I was kind of bored at times, but there were things that I really liked about the show and I think she's super talented. And so there was that. The rest of the game, to be honest, I went home after halftime and crawled into bed because I was extremely exhausted. It had been a very long week at work and then a very busy weekend. And I think it was like 7.30 and I crawled into bed. And then your mom, who's also my mom, uh, was keeping me abreast of the situation. And then I was also like Googling scores. Yes, I did in the morning or no, not in the morning. I did before I went to bed. Yeah, I did. I, I was putting Buddy to bed. So then I did Google it. Yeah. Yeah, so the book I read was Stamped from the Beginning, The ah. Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America by Ibram Kendi. So freaking good. Yeah. It's a big book. Yeah, that's to go back to our earlier conversation. I want to make so many racism. jokes about how smart or not smart I am because I read a really big book. People, you know, you don't have to read to be smart. Obviously, Anna and I have a different perspective over over recent events um, i I'm, i did want to no, no. coming off the back of this story though or this stamped or book, rihanna stamped and rihanna so it's black history month and i was at trivia the other night and um the guy who was running trivia said like he gave us a heads up that in round two there was going to be a question about Black History Month or like to celebrate Black History Month. And I was like, okay, like that's really rad. As I looked around the place where my friend and I do trivia and it's like all white. So we are in an all white room and this guy was like, okay, but we're going to, we're going to honor Black History Month by throwing in one question to honor Black History Month. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, do you get a pat on your back for that? Sorry, you guys, I'm getting rude. I'm so like, oh, did you like right? a cookie for judgy, that? Judgy, I know, I know. So I was I'm like, trying. okay, I'm this trying, could be interesting. And he's like, it's going to be about film. And so my friend and I are like, cool. Like we start naming actors that we know that the questions might be about. And then I was so freaking disappointed that the question had to do with um, naming the first 007 movie, so the first James Bond movie that featured a black villain. That and was the actually, question? 
featured, yes. So we had to name the movie, the James Bond movie that featured the first black villain and coincidentally or not also had the first black Bond girl. Now, I don't know about you, but I was like, out of all the things you could do to honor black history, it, that just seemed or like just an, do a whole category. <laughs> well, interesting even, pick. Yeah. It just seemed like an interesting <sighs> it just pick. Feels like a fail on multiple, like, multiple yes, ways. You, and yeah. uh, try not to be judging, now, but it was I'll my experience with trivia, and I just noticed, y'all. It's just a noticing that yeah. I noticed. And that trivia, uh, like a fun fact about that trivia, is that they they give you a question, and then the song they play is related to the answer for that question. So I'd be really curious what the what song. Do you remember what song they played for that no, particular question? I don't. Interesting. And I don't feel like yeah. It, it just seems like that was a fail. That was a that was I, a February well, I just a feel February like, fail. There you go. You know, like my Angelou says, like do better. Basically, like know better, do better. So I'm gonna bring it around. I'm move, I'm jumping boxes again. That just means we're moving to a new topic. Lately, lately yeah. I've been. Oh. Yeah. I've been taking voice lessons. She lately, has what I've been doing. Anna has been taking voice but lessons. But this is about Alexandra. She does have a recital. Is it called a recital? It is. Is it's it weird. a voice re- performance? Like a it's a recital. Yeah. Okay. We are not allowed to sing. I've I, we are uninvited. You're allowed to sing. No, we are uninvited. Sing that. Stop it. <laughs> Why do you keep giving me lyrics that are like Pop it off in my head. <laughs> I just had to because I know that's your thing. <laughs> it's so cruel. <laughs> so cruel. cruel We're going to blast Alanis Morissette after, after recording. <laughs> anyway, so y'all have been following on and I have been talking about, we'll just say dating, our ups and downs with dating. I know. Alexandra is asking me like when I'm going to fix my problems after my epiphany. I did. That is not how I said it. It's all. not how you said it. <laughs> But that's that was the message. <laughs> that was not the message. That was the message. It was not the message. What I said. Anna, now that it- you've had this epiphany, <laughs> what are you gonna do? And I was like, "What do you mean?" Like I'm thinking, like she wants me to go back online. No, no, I'm not there yet. No, <laughs> I'll stay I literally broken. said I'll stay there, broken. I literally said there are a variety of tools that you can use to help when you feel a block. Yes. And I said, in my opinion and in my personal experience, when I feel a block, it usually means there's something I need to heal. It means I have to poop. <laughs> okay. Anna's dating update is that she needs to use the restroom. Yeah, because when I get nervous, my, <laughs> my insides start to quiver and I got to go. I get so nervous. Please don't leave as listeners. We love you all. We love you all. Uh, No, really, Anna asked if I would also share that I did go on another first date. Yes, because we shared the other date. That's true. That's true. So we did. I have been on three first dates. The first one. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so proud. Thank you. Do I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one, as I've explained, what was most obvious for me was the gentleman just fibbed a little bit over his current situation, including that he was missing some teeth, his dental hygiene, his dental hygiene. Yeah. Again, it was not about the dental hygiene. It was the fact that he did not disclose or tried to create an environment or a scenario that wasn't existing. Yeah, But to be honest, it was also not, just I would, pref- I would have preferred. Well, yeah, that's my point. Like don't, he created his profile to look what he thought women want. Mm-hmm. And I, that doesn't work for me. I, I like the true honesty. I want to see someone for who yeah. they really are. Yeah. So the second first date, 
Um, that was lovely. Had oh, a nice, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. had a very nice mm-hmm. conversation with that gentleman. But it was clear that he was getting ready to move. He didn't want to. He did not want to pursue anything with me, and I could take that. And then I recently had a third first date. So proud of you. Thank you. Third time's the charm. Well, um, I did. <laughs> I did make it past the first date. I'll say. Um, and we are still conversing at Yay! this time. I know. Does right? he have teeth? He does have teeth. Oh I'm so excited for you. That's he awesome. Does. Yay. His dental hygiene is is good, apparently. I mean, to have still How have do you teeth. Know? Because I've seen him smile and talk. That's awesome. Yeah. I He's love able to you. talk. Yeah. I really like He's this for speak. you. He's able to speak or to talk. Should we backhand compliment him for his abilities? No. No, that is not a backhanded compliment. I get ripped on now because I went on a date with someone who was missing some teeth. And I'm like... Guys, again, it is not about missing teeth. Just don't lie about it. Tell me the truth. Right. Just don't lie about it. Just don't lie about anything. Yeah. No, this gentleman is very kind, very nice, very respectful. Um, so we have been talking. Pa- I made it past the first date, you guys. I'm so delighted. I think this is awesome. It's a win. I'm excited. Can't wait to talk more about it on the pod. Just kidding. We're no. not gonna. <laughs> We're not gonna. Boundaries. That's all you guys get. Barrier. Okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember that? Yeah. Do you guys do. remember that? That was like a huge YouTube thing. Barrier. I actually brought up to someone too recently. Linda, listen. I, I said that. And then I had to be like, no, you have to like go look at this YouTube video. Cause that little kid, I'm sure he's like a teenager now. Linda, listen. Does anyone look at YouTube? Yeah. No, I'm sure everything's on TikTok, TikTok now. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. like, I don't have that thing called the TikTok. I don't do the I did ticks. a video on the TikTok, actually. You did a video I on? did for OT, yeah. <gasps> Great. One, I want to take all, all the tips and tricks that I use with some of my families and put That's them on amazing. TikTok. I also told the children I don't do the Snapchat. Oh, my gosh. I used How to. is Snapchat still as popular as it is? I have an executive functioning client who the mom was like, you just want unlimited access to Snapchat. And I was like, is that still a thing? Really? The other day I was talking with a student and she was fastidiously typing on her phone and I I remarked that I love that she was at least communicating via her phone to whomever because she was not very verbal with me and hasn't been. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad to know that at least you do communicate with somebody. Um, and then I was like, oh, what are you doing that on? And she said, Snapchat. I was like, you're texting with a bunch of people on Snapchat. I was like, you just don't use your usual, like the usual like text, text thing. And no. My understanding is children think that because Snapchat is very quick and then it disappears, that whatever they say disappears with it. And I don't think they're getting that that is not the case. Yeah. It's not the case, people. Before we jump into that joke there, I see you prepped and ready to go. Um, I want to let people know you are not alone. I'm like trying to go through the Rolodex of today. You are not alone. If you have had an awkward moment with your own child where you're not sure how to relate to other parents or handle that situation. Oh, do tell. Is there a story here? No, you, t- you just listened to me tell a story, especially gym class where one kid drank his water and then he went up and hugged and kissed another kid. He's, again, very loving. But Is that I, a band, Gym Class Heroes? <laughs> or is that a song? Did they sing a song? Gym Class Heroes is a band. Isn't that a Like band? a group? Anyway. Can you call them a band? Oh, my goodness. What's your, what's your You're Not Alone? My You're Not Alone. Okay. 
this happened to me the other day because you know how much I love to watch um, TV and movies. Well, docu-series and movies. I found myself watching this movie the other day and it looked really interesting. It had Jake Gyllenhaal in it and um, it was on the Schmetflix and um, it said it was like based, based, <laughs> dishes, knock, knock, dishes. It was based on like a danish movie or screenplay or something and then they americanized it and set it in los angeles when los angeles was on fire and it's about this 911 dispatcher and it's like it just became this really sordid story and about halfway through alexandra texted me and um, i was like i don't know what i'm doing but i do not love this movie that i'm watching but i also cannot stop watching it because i feel like i need to see where this goes and hopefully it'll redeem itself and then it got darker and worse and then even touched on suicide there for a minute and I was like what in the Sam hell am I watching on this night that is a free night for myself and I could be working on my crocheting and my blanket that I've got over here but I didn't want to do that because I have to count and I didn't (laughs) like I couldn't focus on counting my stitches and also have this thing on there was this train wreck in the background um so you are also not alone if you have found yourself like either reading a book started a book that you're like this is the worst thing but I can't put it down because I need to finish it and see where it's going or if it's a show or a movie and you just like get so sucked in um it didn't really redeem itself i yeah as you're saying that a movie popped into my head that i had that happen to um but i'm, I'm not going to share about it because it's not worth it but i want to hear <laughs> we'll uh we'll we'll move on to the sdw joke of the day what do you have for us Oh boy, still in quality trickery mm. we are with um, our jokes. And y'all, this is a groaner. I mean, it should be in full grown, but instead it's in chapter two. Are you ready for this? STW, we love you. This is for you. What kind of cars do sheep drive? Yeah, no, I got nothing for you. Lamborghinis. Oh, that's a good one. What? Yeah, okay. I think that is a good one. Oh. That's you so groaned, cute. and I'm like, oh, that's kind of oh, that's, that's so kinda, cute. That's kind of cute. Yeah. We love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Share us. Leave us a review. We are trying to increase our reviews. Um, good ones, please. Good ones. Yeah, yeah. But share us with people review. you love who need a break from reality. Drop us a line at therussiansisters at gmail Leave us those reviews. Refer us to your friends. We love you all. You're not alone. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. 
This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.